0: Do you ever feel stressed out with your work or that your passions and interests aren't in alignment with your personal or professional goals? My name is Jake Sudnick, and on Finding Self with Jake, I will share advice that has helped improve my life and the stories of others who have created the life that they want. In doing so, my goal is to help you live a life that aligns with the things that you want. So let's get to it. Now, today, I'm talking about something that has been near and dear to me for a long time. It's been a long ongoing battle that I've, I've discussed a lot on the show. And it's centered around anxiety, a very common theme that I talk about here. But what I wanted to focus on today with you is really taking control over your anxiety and what things that, that you can do personally to better manage um, anxiousness these are all things that i've i've tried at one point or another in my life some i've stuck be- stuck with better than others all of them super important and really i think it's it's important to take ownership over the things in our lives even things that may seem out of our control or may even in some por- some ways be out of our control it's it's important to take ownership where we can and Knowing that no matter what is happening, there is some level, some level of work that you could put in to get to a better place is an important thought. And knowing that with effort and with um, with a plan, there are ways to actually uh, help with your anxiety. You know, it may not (laughs) remove all of it, but there are certainly ways that can absolutely help you get to a better place. Now, one of the really tough parts about, I, I guess, you'd call it the anxiety cycle, is having issues, whether it be physical or mental. For me, it typically manifests as physical, where I'll have body pain. And the the anxiety cycle, I, I call, is, call it that because, so you start having these pains, let's say it's because of your anxiety, and then now you're more anxious because you are feeling in pain and that cycle can perpetuate itself onward and spiral out of control if it's not managed and taken care of. If you're uh, dealing with the mental side of it too, it's, it's also to have that, it's also possible to have that same kind of um, process happen when you know, you're having a negative thought and then you feel anxious because of that negative thought and it can kind of bounce back and forth and spiral you out of control. Now, one of the many reasons it's really important to to take steps and measures to start working towards better mental health is because with extended periods of time of you know being in stress or being in you know fight or flight mode all of the time, it can take a physical toll on your body long term, not to mention a, a mental toll on your on yourself long term as well. So. Being able to break those cycles, get out of it, and, and get out of it can really, really help. Um, people with chronic stress have all sorts of different issues, and that could be increased anxiety and depression. You know, It can lead to you know, further um, psychological issues that, that you might have when we're talking about anxiety. It could lead to depression and, and the other way around as well. Um, headaches, memory problems, brain, fro- brain fog. Digestive issues, uh, weakened immune system, weight gain, insomnia, even pre-diabetes—a a lot more than that as well. There's there's tons of things. Heart heart issues can become an, a a problem at some time. And this, this saying all this isn't to create more anxiety for you, because believe me, it's something that I have thought about and thought. Oh my gosh, if I can't manage this, if I can't get it under control, it's gonna kill me. And you know, it's so funny to to think like that, because really it's perpetuating the problem even further and the reality of it is that by taking steps and management in the right direction it doesn't have to be a monumental change and it certainly doesn't have to be all at once either but taking steps in a positive direction are going to lead you to a long-term better health and that's both mental and physical so When we're talking about managing anxiety, there's a lot of different management things to look at. For today, what I'm focusing on is really just discussing how to handle cortisol level. That's the physical marker for managing anxiety. So when we're talking about cortisol, stress hormone, there's a couple really important things to focus on that are going to help reduce this and ultimately help alleviate some of the anxiety you might be having. So starting from the top, one of the very most important things to focus on, and these are all recommendations that I've been given from different doctor, doctors or people in the field over you know, the past 10 years of my life while dealing with uh, some of these issues. Uh, number one on this list that I have here is eating a whole food, diet. So really getting away from all of the processed chemicals and high sugar diets, those can raise your cortisol levels like crazy and it's going to put you at greater risk for things like high blood pressure, diabetes, um, all sorts of crazy stuff and having, you know, good fiber, fruits, vegetables. Those are going to help regulate your gut bacteria, which in turn helps regulate hormones. So diet is incredibly incredibly important in managing stress, which it's kind of funny to think about it like that, right? We're thinking of stress like external factors that happen to us. Everything that happens to us, our body is a physical medium for, and our mind is tied to that. So by not taking care of one part of this cycle that we go through, we have a, a, a break in the chain where our Yet mental health may be, str- may be struggling even more so because of our physical health. So it is important to start working in the areas that you can control. I'll have a whole nother episode on different mental techniques to help deal with anxiousness. This one, we're sticking to mostly the physical side of it. So now we've talked a little bit about food and eating whole food, making sure that you're getting rid of the processed stuff. The next step to it is if your diet is lacking in certain areas find supplements that are going to help balance out the rest of your diet and this should be monitored by a doctor I can't recommend supplements for you I've had things recommended to me but that was also based off of my lifestyle and diet and what worked for me. I've tried different things uh, st. John's wort was one that I've used in the past I've tried oats. Milk thistle seed I believe is the name of another um, another supplement that I've taken in the past I've done CBD and I've had varying rates of success with all of these things. So at times they've been more helpful at times they weren't so helpful. Uh, Either way, definitely something that's best to talk to a doctor or somebody who practices in that field about what would make the most sense for you. I am a big fan of different supplements when we're talking about more homeopathic ways and things like that that can help you manage stress. Um, I think that there's a lot if we take responsibility and try and find the alternative routes that we can turn to before having to uh, lean into, uh, to have to lean into, you know, pharmaceuticals and things like that. Not, again, I'm not saying that there isn't a time for that and that is up for you and your doctor or, or uh, know physician to to discuss and figure out what makes sense for you what we're discussing here is just simply what is in your control and different supplements that's something that could certainly be in your control to help manage anxiousness and bring down cortisol levels now this is a really interesting one deep breath techniques and breathing techniques I I actually listened to a podcast that was about this topic maybe – it was probably about a month ago now. And I, I really enjoyed it because uh, if, you, if you're familiar with um, Wim Hof, it's this guy that's really out of his mind, I think, but <laughs> in the best way possible that uses breathing to you know, put his body through absolute torment like sub-zero Arctic uh, water – that he'll, he'll submerge himself in. And by using like a breathing, a strong breathing technique, it's over and over again. But by using his breath, he's, he claims that he warms his body. He can heal himself. All this, all this stuff. That's just absolutely crazy. Now, I I don't know what (laughs) studies have been done around this one specifically, but I do know, I do know that by Focusing in on your breath centering and using grounding techniques uh, to help to help focus yourself can be a great great way to help with anxiety especially if you're someone who struggles like like I do with panic attacks that that can be really really helpful to know some s- good breathing techniques that you can turn to some grounding techniques whether it's like a countdown backwards from five and you're making contact with your hands and you're touching, you know, you're your feeling and and putting yourself in a position where you can actually really, really ground yourself. Um, grounding techniques, again, that's another whole other episode we can talk about. We're saying pretty surface level with some things here, but mostly just trying to introduce you to some different ideas of, maintenance techniques you can use to help with those anxious thoughts i hate the next one (laughs) i i hate it because i know that this is a problem for me still reduce your caffeine intake i want to i will try everything i swear (laughs) Personally, I will try everything else before I want to get rid of coffee in my life. I'll be like, I'll run three miles a day. And uh, I can take supplements and I can do breathing techniques. And if there's anything else, I'll try it. I, please don't make me get rid of coffee. And <laughs> it, it's funny because I know, I know when I lower the amount to a, a manageable level, you know, and, and great, it's usually greatly reduced the caffeine intake to you know, I'm taking less in than a a cup per day, and this is all, again, going, I'm going to repeat myself a million times here, but it's going to be very specific to what you deal with. This is one I would strongly suggest that you consider cutting out if you've been caffeine dependent for a really, really long time. It's going to suck, but challenge yourself to try getting rid of it for a little bit and see how you feel if you're having a lot of pain or anxiety and not sure where it's stemming from changing your caffeine intake can be a really quick way to see if that might be one of the issues that you're having. So one of the things that happens when you're constantly consuming caffeine it's uh, it's really chronic stress and it's adrenal fatigue is what it comes for because your cortisol levels are just way way off balance you're constantly pumping your system full of, you know, stimulants essentially to, to, to keep you going and your body isn't really resting. Your heart isn't resting properly. And, and it's, it's a vicious cycle. Caffeine can wear off and all of a sudden you're exhausted again and you feel like you need more and it can just drastically raise cortisol levels. So your body seems to be in a state of constant stress through over uh, overconsuming of caffeine. So that could probably fall under diet as well. But I know for me that that's a big enough issue. It deserves its own point. <laughs> so while we're talking about about overactivity, we have to consider an underactivity as well, which is are you getting adequate sleep? Are you getting adequate sleep? Are you allowing your body to heal? Uh, getting seven to eight hours of sleep is important. And a lot of times we get busy in life or there's just things that we want to do. So we'll put sleep on the back burner and say, you know, I'll, I'll be fine if I if I get a little bit less. And doing that f- over a prolonged period of time, if you're not getting adequate sleep for what your body needs, you can really, really be harming yourself. And again, you're creating that cortisol buildup, which is our physical manifestation of anxiety. So we got to get rid of that. Now, of this list of things, these have all been very, very helpful for me. But the next two that I have, these two are probably, I would say, the most important things that I've been able to do personally that have really helped me manage my anxiousness. So this one is perfect because I think it's just the, the natural defendant against built up cortisol and that's regular exercise and not just like a little light exercise but like good strenuous exercise where you're getting a sweat going um, the, the way people I, I guess the way it's been described when, when you read about it from like a medical standpoint is to uh, purge Cortisol. You have to get to a point where you've pushed yourself to a limit where you're, you know, you could still have a conversation. It might be a little bit winded, but you probably wouldn't be able to sing. So, <laughs> unless you're a singer and you practice that running back and forth all day on stage and have a really, really good, uh, really, really good endurance, then you're an exception to the rule, and you, you may have already, uh, you might already be a step ahead of everybody else here. But regular exercise has been one of the greatest gifts to helping me get rid of my anxiety. And I find that my anxiousness gets the worst in periods where I fall out of going to the gym regularly or I'm not getting outside and going for runs or riding the bike or whatever it is. But just making sure that you put your body through some physical strenuous exercise, can do absolute wonders. So if there was like a number one on this list for me as far as anything I could say that if you needed to start something right now to help start managing anxiety, depression, it's gonna be tough. It might suck to get started, but it's gonna be so worth it if you can get yourself moving and just put in that effort to start exercising regularly, it's gonna change your life. And remember how we've talked about habits in the past start with very small steps if this is overwhelming for you and the idea of exercising, you know regularly three four or five times a week seems like too much start small focus more on the habit than the you know having to hit the exact goal of what you're looking for at the beginning. You can work into getting to your goals, but focus on building the habit first and a good, strong, positive habit. And if you know that one of your biggest issues, let's say, is not getting to the gym but staying for the whole time, then you might be the type of person that no matter what, you got to do an hour. Make sure that you get the best hour in that you can while you're there, but don't leave before an hour. If you're the type of person that just getting there is the biggest struggle but you know it's easy for you to work hard when you're there, then focus on getting there don't worry so much about the time but get there get some time in and then if, if it's not quite the full time just focus on making sure you have happen it happens regularly and get more consistent and build off of the part that you're good at as opposed to building on the part that you struggle at so be consistent with the part that you struggle at and then build off the part that you're better at if you struggle with the whole thing just be consistent at the beginning and work on it from there you can build up a little bit at the time and you'll find your own strength now my number two on this list if I was going to say the top absolute best things for me w- when dealing with anxiousness would be not nu- this this one would be journaling as far as my number two on this list and that's Whether you're in a good or bad mood, journaling is incredible because in periods where you're in a a good mood, you're going to have these awesome thoughts that you can write down and reflect back to in times when you're not. And if you're not, it's a great purge of thoughts where you can just get the negative emotion out of your head by putting it on paper. It almost feels like it leaves your body once you've written it down. And that's just so cathartic. I think that there's really something special about that, too. When you think of, you know, singers, songwriters, artists, musicians, whatever it might be, I think that some of these types of people can be people that have, you know, with artistic, um, people with the artistic brain really seem to have some of the, the toughest issues with mental health. And I think that as people, we recognize that in songs, in literature. And we see a beauty in in the people that are able to share and create something that's really lovely a lot of times out of their pain. So even if your journal isn't turning into music (laughs) and it's just a place where you can get rid of your thoughts, that can be completely valid. And it's likely going to help. I can say... Now, this is 100% just based off of my own personal knowledge, but I can say I have never met anyone who deeply regretted journaling and felt that it was negatively affecting their life. <laughs> so take that for what you will, but I don't think that journaling is going to negatively affect you in any way. And who knows? Maybe your thing would be uh, starting a podcast, and you can just talk to yourself for you know a couple hours a week. And that that could be your way to journal as well i know it's worked for me so sharing this stuff with you has been incredibly helpful and it makes me take a moment to be introspective and learn about myself and more importantly it's things that i'm feeling good about because i'm getting a little bit better along the way and i'm learning and i'm acknowledging things that are issues for me and at the same time, I get incredible, lovely messages from you guys all of the time saying how what I've been talking about is helping. And it makes me wanna keep doing it. And it certainly makes me look for ways to keep improving my life because in, in ways that I can improve, I can share it with others. And if they can improve, you know, we're all winning together. And I, I love that. So a couple more just k- final thoughts on this because I, I think that those last two for me are the most important part of dealing with anxiousness, lowering cortisol levels. Uh, but a couple other things that are just closing thoughts. Indulgent hobbies. It's important to take time for yourself and put some mental effort into something that brings you joy it could be you know playing an instrument drawing crafting gardening uh, whatever activity brings some joy for you and putting some focus on that now you can't only focus on your hobbies I mean unless you find a way to start getting paid for them and then then you can focus more on them but we do have some kind of uh, responsibility that we have to we have to follow as well right so indulging in hobbies can be really important if you find that you aren't it's crazy to me because if i think about myself maybe two three years ago i remember being asked you know what would you say some of your hobbies are and at the time i was focused so much on my work that i literally i literally could not name a single hobby or interest i just sat there and in with a stupid look on my face saying like i genuinely can't think of any and they're like no like what do you do in your free time and i'm like i make phone calls for work (laughs) and it's like but what else do you do and I'm like I really don't do anything else maybe I go to the bar every once in a while and have a drink uh, and when I'm tired I go home after that and then after saying it out loud and thinking about it it, it's for me I, I mean that might be a lifestyle for someone but for me that's just not a good way to live I mean, it's important to do things that bring joy in your life. So if you're not, or if it's something you just don't put the time in or make time for. Block off little sections of your of your day or your week and find a spot to start making that happen regularly. Create the habit out of it and indulge in a hobby that you enjoy. It's going to make your life more fulfilling and it's likely going to bring people and help you attract people in your life that have similar interests. A couple other wrapping thoughts would be getting outside more. I know like seasonal depression is super real here in Ohio. It's crazy the difference in your mental <laughs> well being when spring starts to r- roll around and you s- get to walk outside without you know a coat on for the first time in months and you can see the sun for a couple you know more than a, an hour a day or or what have you to actually see a blue sky. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. So. Taking advantage of that and getting outside and just being in nature. I, I know one of the hobbies I took up last year to tie these two things together was camping. And it was so cathartic for me to be able to go and sit out in the woods and start a fire and, you know, make dinner and just be out away from, you know, not being in my house. It felt so good. And then taking a few trips where I was even further away or taking, you know, the dog out for regular walks and just getting into the park. These all were just little meditations for me that just did wonders for my life. And lastly, this is a little bit of the mental side of, of this, but don't lead with fear. Putting fear first can be distracting and it allows us to make inappropriate and impulsive decisions we wouldn't make otherwise. So be mindful. Use those deep breathing techniques we talked about earlier to focus and ground yourself. And use these tips that we went over today to make sure that you're leading with positivity and not a fearful approach in your life. If there's something that you are worried about, don't approach it from a place of worry try and try and flip the script on your mindset try to change the way you think about the situation before you enter it and see how that starts changing and affecting your life differently next time you're stressed out about something you have to do eliminate that eliminate that thought change it reframe it to a a way that works better so for example I'll use an example that happens all the time in my life. Say I I get some bad news about a transaction and I have to deliver it to a client. Work on your framing of that before you deliver it to them because you're going to share your anxiousness or your nervousness or how upset you are by delivering it in the way that you feel. So that is an important time when we're talking about transferring of information and transferring that energy to somebody else that you know what whatever the situation might be try and eliminate the anxiousness first if you can ground yourself take a minute and then reframe it in a more positive manner where you can have that conversation and not and not come from a place of anxiousness or fear. So that's some great stuff. I'm going to do a quick recap right now of the things that we talked about one through 10 so you can go ahead and make a little list for yourself if you want but eating a healthy whole food diet is one number two adding in supplements or different uh, natural ways to help manage anxiousness and cortisol using number three using breath to control panic deep breath and grounding techniques would be number three Number four is reducing your caffeine intake. (laughs) I still hate it. I hate it every time that I say it, but it's important. (laughs) Number five would be getting adequate amounts of sleep. Number six is exercising more regularly. And genuine, you know, difficult exercise regularly. Number seven would be writing in a journal, getting those thoughts out, or capturing the good thoughts. Both equally important. Number eight, indulging in hobbies, doing the things that you love and care about. Number nine, getting outside and whether it, you know, what, whatever the season is, still important to get out there. And if there's a sunny day and you're in an area where there's not many of those, take advantage of it. And even if it's a short break that you have, take a quick walk, whatever it is, get outside, enjoy it. Work with your window open. I don't know, whatever helps you but focus on getting a little bit of that fresh air. And then the last but certainly not least on the list is don't lead with fear. Use these above things that we discussed today to put yourself in a better mindset and ultimately work on lowering those anxiety levels, reducing that cortisol and putting yourself where you're not leading with fear but coming from a place that you feel good to come from that's all for today everybody so you can find me here at finding self with jake you can find us on facebook Uh, i've got a facebook group finding self with jake instagram is also finding self with jake and that'll be the website as well so easy to find very googleable all you have to do is type in finding self with jake and i'm going to show up all over the place so (laughs) i'm super super thankful and i appreciate you listening it means the absolute world to me. If there's anything that you want to hear more of, let me know. Let's talk. If you've got a good guest that you'd like to have on the show or someone that you think has an awesome story to share, send uh, send, uh, send me their contact information. I'd love to reach out to them. We've got a b- couple guest interviews coming up in the next week that I'm really excited about, too. So those will be on the subsequent episodes. But that's all for today, everybody. Thanks. Talk to you soon.